0: Hey everybody, what's going on? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. This episode is brought to you by BKI Paintball, the best knowledge in paintball. It's an online training program made up of a slew of professors of the game. Uh, I'm talking about guys like Greg Sewers, who was recently picked up by LA Infamous, he is uh, one of the most aggressive Dorito attackers in the game, and he is also the head trainer of the BKI Fitness program. They are killers like Kyle Spica, who actually just got picked up by Edmonton Impact. Crazy. Uh, we also have Nick Sloviak, one of the best minds on the field. We have Nick Laval, a killer from Impact, who has been uh, killing the middle of the game for... A few years, not a few years, he's been in there for a while. For a while now. And then we also have, of course, Ryan Greenspan, Rusty Glaze, and Marcelo Margot from San Diego Dynasty, who, uh, who everybody knows is a legendary team and has legendary players. Uh, <clears throat> BKI has over 400 training videos uh, from introductory to the most advanced. Either way, it's guaranteed to reduce your learning curve. They want to get you better, faster. Uh, There's all kinds of footage when it comes to the mental side of the game to the physical side of the game. You can find everything that you need over at BKIPaintball.com. And for as little as $16.50 a month, it's pretty much a no-brainer for players of any level to drastically improve their game by getting involved in this program. Uh, make sure you guys sign up. There's so many benefits to this thing. If you guys are just getting into the tournament scene, if you've been in it for a while, uh, this is really the way to go. This is something that you really need to take advantage of um, as not everybody has a pro team in their backyard at a lot of the fields uh, in the United States, you know, you know, unless you're in Texas or California or uh, you know, anywhere where you can see a pro play at any given weekend. You don't have that luxury. This is where BKI comes in comes in handy. So if you guys are interested, uh, head over to BK, BKIPaintball.com and uh, get all that info over there. Uh, thank you, BKI. We are also brought to you by Melavio, a wonderful CBD company that I've been so fortunate to work with. Uh, they have so many products at the moment, whether it be the oils, uh, the vape juice, the gummies, uh, they have a wonderful CBD wildflower honey that I enjoy myself, which I'm actually going to make a nice tea with uh, when I'm done doing this little podcast intro. Uh, but one thing that I do love is their salve, their savage sav. I use it for my knees, for my back because I'm an old fart. Uh, I mean, I'm only 34, but and kids are getting in this sport at the age of like 10, 11, 12. I can't imagine. I got in when I was 16, and I felt so far behind. But um, they have all kinds of stuff over there. It's all locally made. It's a wonderful product, a wonderful company. And uh, the honey that I mentioned was actually it's, – it's involved in a, a military a veterans program where all the proceeds go back – to the veterans, so it's it's great. And if you guys use the promo code capital T P O P, you will get fifteen percent off at checkout of your entire order. In that fancy, check it out. Thank you, Melovio. Appreciate it. Uh, and we are also brought to you by Charm City Paintball, guys. If you're in the if you're in the market for a headband or a headdress, I highly highly recommend Charm City Paintball. I have been working with Mike. For a few years now, uh, we've not only made uh, headbands together. We have well, he's been making them, but we've thrown some ideas around. Uh, but we've made some up, uh, some pack bands. We are in the making of a signature series uh, Markowski headband, which I'm super excited for. And uh, but yeah, he's he has so many on the market right now. A lot of pros are wearing them. A lot of divisional guys are wearing them. Uh, he's out of Florida. He is constantly sewing these things up by hand. Great fabric and uh, great combination of, of uh, manu- who is it, uh, like Louis Vuitton-like and Gucci-like fabrics. So he does great work, high-quality stuff. Make sure you guys check him out, uh, Charm City Paintball, on Facebook and Instagram. And get your hands on some very, very nice headgear. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, this episode is with the Rondon Uh He has been a little killer in the scene. He is a little nimbly, nimbly, nimbly. He gets all over the place. Skill level is insane. The kid has, has come up so, so much. And um, I'm I'm super proud to see kind of where he is and and how he's grown up in the sport, Uh, not only on the field, but also off the field with his personality, with his brand, um, with the Dizon Docs. It has been a a cool story. I've kind of been behind the scenes. You know, he was asking me a few things. And uh, it's just really cool to see, uh, you know, things come to fruition like that. And uh, he's a killer. And uh, he has a good following, and it's only growing because uh, he's be super likable super super approachable, great guy and uh, great paintball player and I really appreciated uh, the conversation that we had and I hope that you do too so without further ado here is the podcast with Ronnie Bizon. Yeah, yeah for sure are
1: we live now we're
0: doing it huh uh, we're just kind of like well we're not live like you and I are live yeah, but we're not like we're not like uh, people live.
2: Yeah. Into the flow
0: okay right we're just spitball spitball yeah man how you been
1: there's so much to talk about i haven't talked in a long
0: time <laughs> there has there has
1: that's why it's kind of nice not talking because then we got a lot of things to cover mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah
0: exactly i was i was actually rolling through our instagram chat back and forth and just kind of going through everything i'm like man a lot has kind of happened since uh since then
1: yeah since uh well since world cup last year right because that was your retirement
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well last year being like eighteen or last year being nineteen? Eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still yeah. early.
1: It's so weird. <laughs>
0: right? so. No, I well, no, I thank you anyway for being the first uh guest for the two thousand twenty season.
1: Oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great guys. This is sweet.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah, dude. It's uh Oh, and also Uh, congratulations on last year's World Cup win.
1: Thanks, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that's uh, amazing, dude. Not a lot of people can say they did uh, have done that.
1: Yeah, it's pretty unreal. I mean, obviously it's you know the Super Bowl, but like to do it in the same fashion against the same people. Yeah, is pretty wild.
0: It's insane. Those guys are tough too.
1: Yeah, dude, they are.
0: Especially on Sunday.
1: (laughs) I can't even explain how. I don't know, it's the way they train, the way they take the sport, you know, they're like the top, the top four or five teams, but them especially, they have a different sort of science down with their training.
0: Yeah, it's insane. I mean, it's, it's taken, it's taken to such a separate higher level of, um, and I think, I think there's also such accountability on every person's, I want to say job. On the mm-hmm. field, along with on the team, uh, I, I think that's it's just taken to taken to that level where everybody is so held responsible for everything.
1: Dude, yeah, that and Ryan Moore had brought up a good point. Paintball players have gotten way too good at this yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you think about it, like within the first day or two on a layout, you've already found like four or five bounce shots, and mm-hmm. like you've found. I mean, like by by Saturday, everyone's dialed the same shot on the on the corner, so oh, it's yeah. like. It's so many different things. It just all depends on how you show up every single match and mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many variables when it comes to winning a tournament or just winning a match that could go your right. way.
0: It's still so it's still so crazy to me because I feel like there's a part of the game that is so slow. Mm-hmm. But then there's also games where it's like the scores are 6-7. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, but then on the other hand there's scores that are Two three and I wanna rip my fucking hair out every time there's a score where it's like one to two. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Are they just like sitting there just trying to empty out their pack? Like
1: Yeah. I know I feel like those seven six games I feel like in a seven six game, like it's it's kinda like so so I feel as if it's like either one team's really, really on for half the match and then the other team kicks it in and then brings it back, right? Right. Or, like, it's a back and forth, like, oh, hey, like, they're hitting every shot off the break, or they're hitting every gun battle, you know what right. I mean? And then the next point, the same thing happens, so, yeah, dude, the dynamic and the small things to, to, like, pinpoint how much better the sport is getting <sighs> as far as a, you know, professional scene is crazy.
0: Yeah. No, it looks fun, man. It looks, it looks like a lot of fun. And it's crazy to play against guys who are so good at their shot, but then so good mentally. It's so intimidating.
1: It's pretty wild, dude, because yeah. you, know, you know you put one guy in. Well, there's another guy on that. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, who's just as good, who, like, that's you have thing. to fight through. But that's what makes it fun, dude.
1: Like, back, like obviously, when I was younger, and, I, you know, back in the day, it's like, you put a guy in, you go. But now it's like, you put a guy in. He already told his guy to switch because they already read each other's body language. Mm-hmm. So you got to put a guy in, put another guy in, and then make sure that other guy you put in doesn't come back out. And then
0: <laughs> oh, dude.
1: there might be a third guy in the middle somewhere.
0: It's Well, I think that's why game IQ and timing now is so key. Is I think so it's key. more important. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think it is. I think yeah. it's the one sport that as you get older, you're going to get better. Yeah. You know? It doesn't matter if your body's breaking down or not. Like, if you have the experience, I think that's 80% of the game.
0: You right, know? right. You have to – I mean, you have to get better. Otherwise, your flaws will ever so quickly be shown on the, on the field.
2: Yeah,
1: for sure.
0: Excuse me. I'm drinking a little cappuccino. It's making me a little bubbly.
1: Ooh, look at that. I just bought an uh, espresso machine. Ooh. Yeah. It's one of those mini ones. It's not like the – Really crazy ones that are—you have to do all the things. Right. But.
0: It gives you the juice right away.
1: Yeah, I mean, my girlfriend loves espresso, so I just bought her one of those for Christmas, and <laughs> and, this, and this whole set of lights, and you could see right. Hold on, let me see if I can adjust it for the people who can see this. Hold on. <laughs> I got a light. There's a light system we're working with here, and it gets brighter right. and brighter. Ooh. And we
2: could
1: change the colors. Look oh. at that.
0: Happy, sad, tone lighting.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's kind of nice. Sweet.
0: Dude, that's what's cool about um, doing something that you enjoy doing, like uh, like your documentaries. Yeah. I, don't I don't know if you all have seen them. Who's listening? Of course you have. But, um, you must live under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so cool being able to uh, get a return. Now, I don't want to say this. It's it, it, Tell me if I'm explaining this wrong. It's sure. cool to be getting a return on something that you're investing a lot of time in to be able to therein put money back into it. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And and have, and be like, this is, I what I've been doing kind of built this. Yeah. You know? I mean, look at
1: you with the podcast. Yeah. That's a perfect example. Well, I
0: mean,
1: <laughs> you found something you really like to do and we we realized it kind of like hanging out. You like to talk about paintball and just talk in general. <laughs> yeah. Right?
2: Yeah.
1: I'm the same exact way. Uh, But I also, like, and then you found it, you figured out a way to I mean you could say even monetize it if you want. Yeah. But put it into like a longer term form of potentially earnings, you know. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, See, I, mean, I always cool. do explain stuff way too long. No, you're good. Make it <laughs> but what's it's cool what's cool about, you know, I I tried to do the the videography thing and it was I don't know if it was just like the time that I think I didn't estimate you needed for it for the for the editing process and everything like that. And I think it kind of it kind of made it a little like man, am I really going to be able to do it with with the time needed to to edit the videos and, and get them out. Um but dude, I, as a kid, I always had a camera in my hand all the time. And really? when YouTube when, yeah, when YouTube came along, I was like, "Oh, this is this is great. This is my shot." And then bears
2: ma- Bears Eating Broccoli.
0: And then then Bears Eating Broccoli comes out. And, uh, dude, actually, actually, and then I moved away. And that's kind of when, because we had started another one, Bears Eating Broccoli 2. And during the middle of it, I had a little thing that happened, and I had to move back to Ohio. uh, For the the ones
1: that don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't, whoever's watching this, is you got to go on YouTube and type in Bears Eating Broccoli. (laughs) And I don't know how to explain it, but (laughs) it's like the earliest stage of YouTube type of content. Yeah. like, it's like people making funny, silly videos. And you know, the other day I was in the grocery store with my girlfriend and she's like, what do you want for fruits? So (laughs) I said apples and she's like apples. I said, let's go apples. And then she was like, okay. So she looked at both of them and they were next to each other. They always are. They always are saying over and over and over. And she's like, what (laughs) is wrong with you? And I'm like. I guess we just never know until I show you.
0: <laughs> oh my god, dude! The story behind that is is so good. Is like I just
2: talked about it in the last podcast.
0: Ah, uh, no. Well, not a lot of people. I feel like not a lot of people really know about it, or they do, and it's super low key. Yeah. But a lot of people that like I know personally have have probably talked their ear off about it.
1: You got. If you don't know, now you know.
0: You're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You might. You might hate it a lot. <laughs> I love it. It's funny.
0: <laughs> we'll do that. Let's uh, let's talk about you a little bit. Let's, wh- sure. you know, how did, um, you know, since we talked last, you started uh, the Dizon on Docs. Um, you you joined Houston Heat. You've been successful on that team. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the process of the of the documentaries of, of the videos, how it kind of came about, um, what what it's like, and what the what the work. Schedules kind of like for you to be able to put those out. So um, so let's kind of start out with where did the inspiration come? And 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 why do you think it was a necessity for you to uh, to start something like that?
1: Uh, So I watch a lot of vlogs Uh, I always have and like a few um, A few of them to mention like Casey Neistat Mm -hmm. Uh, He's like the vlog king obviously and then this guy Justin Escalona. He's like a like a Filipino kid from Palatine, Illinois Who moved to LA for film school and then would just vlog his days um, in in college. So showing the life of a college kid, like the partying, the studying, all of it, right? Yeah. More or less, it was the partying. It was just kind of cool to watch him just goof off with his friends. Mm -hmm. So he had this series called The Daily Docs, okay, and it was just daily documentaries, just his vlogs every day, and he would release them every single day. So I was like, man, I'd be cool if I did like the Dizon Docs. That's where I got the inspiration for the name.
0: Rolls off the tongue.
1: Right, and uh and then more or less showed what we did as a paintball players, right? I never really pulled the trigger. I wish I did earlier when I was on Heat originally and mm-hmm. when I got released and went to Aftershock. Like, I wish I showed that whole process. Um, I wanted to do it while we were on Aftershock. My, my, I guess my one thing was I was kind of not as motivated because we really didn't travel anywhere or do much, which was, right. a, mis- was a mistake on my part. I think I should have just shown, like, the, the process bearing. anyway. Anything, yeah. Right. So when I got uh, called back to go to Heat, I think the one thing that I really wanted to do is like, okay, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna show it to the fullest because I know that when I was on Heat before, we would do so many cool things, travel the world, you know, show. I guess you know, I mean, and no, it's no secret that Heat and teams like Heat and Impact, like you know, they have a different situation than every other team. You know, they make they make it the job of the player. You know, so I wanted to show and give people, especially kids. And anybody who wants to aspire to be a professional player, like what it's like at one of these upper echelon teams who have, you know, um, the financial backing and the support and the ability to to make this your full-time job, right? right? Because if I don't show this to someone, then they won't – like some kid who wants to go pro – everyone's always said like, oh, you can't make a living playing paintball, but I mean – It's very slim to none, but it's still possible Mm -hmm. one way or another Ryan Greenspan's a perfect example You know, he travels the world Every single month playing paintball teaching paintball showing what he does and I wanted to do that through through YouTube Um, and then it kind of just sprouted to its own thing where it just grew to a a bigger audience people, you know All these catchphrases and whatnot catching on, (laughs) you know, like obviously it's like own It's our own reality show um I wish I could do um, a little bit more unfiltered, uncensored type of things, but obviously, you know, you can't show everything right? Uh, because I think it would be cool to really show like the like midi <laughs> and everything, yeah. but you know, there's, it's just uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun to be able to share those things. And then when I'm older, I mean, well, how cool would it be to see your grandparents like life or, you know what I mean? Like my like, grandkids can see, oh cool. This is what he did from his twenties to his thirties paintballs traveling the world and he has a whole diary of video series of it you know yeah
0: or or this is wow this is what you do for money yeah you know exactly. like to the, to eventually to that level of like oh what, what did grandpa or what did dad do for work he's like yeah he did what he loved you yeah, know he made exactly. videos and he, he showed his experience
1: Dude, and that's i mean i i i love that i love that so much the fact that i can show that to anyone and if they right. follow along they'll they'll understand it all so
0: yeah. Do you yeah. think, uh, with how successful, obviously the uh, the the documentaries are, the videos are, um, and with how kind of tedious it is to be able to, or at least I don't want to speak for you, um, yeah. saying that it's tedious to be able to carry around the equipment and have the camera all mm-hmm. the time. Do you feel that it kind of takes you out of the moment a little, having to document everything?
1: Had, okay. So I've had this I've had this uh, conversation, and. There's two sides of it. Okay. So, one, I see where you're coming from with this as far as like, okay, if I'm videotaping, am I actually in the moment? Right. right. Um, because, like, I'm not, am I living the moment or am I just there to tape the moment? Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you could argue that I, I'm not because I'm videotaping and not actually there. Or you could argue that I am presently filming and I'm in the moment with my camera, you right. know? Um Many can say that people on social media they're like, oh, they're you know they're too into what's going on in their story or this or that or painting this picture. Um, I just look at it as a way to be able to to okay, it's cool to say I went I won the World Cup, right? Yeah, but if there was zero video evidence and it was just our thoughts and there were zero photos of any documentation of it, then it's almost like, man, that would be it's real. another story. It's cool to us right. personally, but if I want to share it and I want, if I want to share that experience and the same emotions I felt with someone,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I want to look be able to look back on that video and uh, call it what you may. I think I think I'm presently there at all times, and I am thinking in my head like, wow, I'm 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 living this moment, and I'm being I'm, the ability that we have the technology to document it.
0: Right.
2: I
1: don't, I don't think it's uh, I don't know. It's it's teach their own at that point.
0: Yeah, because I was always curious with that question. Um, because of how much social media and everything kind of attracts everybody to that rather than the actual moment. Um, at least, but that's, I I think that's kind of what people on the outside see and you never really know what the person is actually feeling, who's maybe documenting their life or, or, you know, through their phones or through a a video camera or what have. So it's always a, it's always a weird kind of judgmental area. I feel yeah, yeah. you're almost like kind of saying, well, this is how I think you should live your life. You're living yep, it, you're yep. not how I how I would. So that's stupid, you know.
1: Well, so yeah. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to come off like oh, that. No. I was
0: genuinely curious.
1: So put it like this, Carl. You like doing podcasts, right? Yeah. They're pretty cool, right? <laughs> okay, sure? so these are technically just phone calls or video calls, right? Yeah. So if you didn't record any of them and you did all of these, uh, and then it was just memories to you and that other person, right. that's cool. Right? But. The fact that you record it and you're able to look back at it and people be like, hey, like, dude, that one about this, I gained a lot of knowledge from it or I learned something from it. Yeah. Like, I listened to your one with Archie and then your one with J Rab. And those two are, I think, one of my favorite ones from yours because those are two players that I think are, you know, I've, players that I like to emulate or like look up to because they have this certain mindset that I, you know, right. I, I'm uh, fond of, right? Or the way they look at the sport. So I like to pick their brain and see if I can learn something from it. If you didn't have that then somebody wouldn't be able to see that oh hey like i learned x y and z from this podcast and then something else from this one right yeah so i think it's just technology is um in one way crippling us but in another way showing what we really want to do is to share this you know
0: oh it's such a double-edged axe yeah i mean on one swing you're gonna split the wood on the other you're gonna split your noggin it's just like and it, and it can swing either way at any given moment, I feel. Yeah. It's it's such... It's a crazy, crazy, crazy world. And, um, you know, with paintball, too, paintball is so story-related, right? Because everybody has their story. And it's always... Who knows if it's right? You know yeah. what I mean? There's so many has...
1: micro-stories within the sport. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. exactly. There, there's what happened when you set it off the field. There's what mm-hmm. actually happened on the field. And then there's... What you said happened to the other person, and they're telling other people, so it's like yeah exactly, and yeah, who knows what happened but it's cool because you know something like this you um with a podcast, and obviously you know you listen to podcasts as well um is is you. You gain this kind of relationship with people um, even even if you don't know them. so like people who like listen to this, I've had people tell me that it got them back into paintball nope, it um, nope. you know it gave them this knowledge, this knowledge, and it's so weird because I don't think of it like that because i'm I'm always genuinely just curious at how people's kind of brains work and how they think and and um, I just like being able to kind of it's kind of it's probably a bad word, but like exploit that you know, to to make you more personable and more kind of not that you are not that you aren't. I mean, you're obviously more approachable than a ton of pros out there, um, nice. more though, those than, than most. But it's like I feel like this kind of gives you a little bit of what your personality really is like. And then your documentaries are visually mm-hmm. what your personality is like.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. I think. Like what you said, let's let's rewind back to what you said about I started playing paintball again because of this, right? Like mm-hmm. you've probably gotten that a lot with the podcast, I'm sure, because it, people are always either driving or doing something. They listen
2: right. to it. They're like, man,
1: I need to get back out there. Like this is getting me the itch, right? Dude, I can't explain how big of a feeling that is because you're literally growing the sport. Yeah. And when people say grow the sport, it's like we're not going to grow it negatively bashing companies and other, all these other things on Facebook, you know? Yeah. Let's yeah. go start something. Go show what you do day-to-day about with, with, with what you do in paintball. Go start a podcast. Like Do something on social media to to use this tool to grow the sport. Like, Ryan Greenspan and Marcelo yeah. and Yaya are perfect examples. Those guys just constantly throw out nonstop content about the paintball and like the sport and mm-hmm. making it bigger. Tim's uh, ICC is huge because Ugh. it allows everyone to be able to play at, at a level where they can play against these guys who – you know, if they played on a, an X ball or a, a speedball course, you know, they wouldn't match up. But if they play in this, oh, the the playing field's even, right? Yeah. So and I know you play a lot of those, like, you know, the woods ball tournaments and I think those are huge for for the sport. It shows mm-hmm. that we're just not only focused on airball or you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I yeah. I enjoy the woods ball stuff and the and the hyperball and all that. Yeah. But I I didn't grow up playing that. Yeah. So I I do miss the tournament side. and and, and I think it's because I am such a competitive person at, at heart yeah. that I enjoy playing those, but that's not what I feel uh, – uh, what do I want to say? That, that's not – that doesn't challenge me to where I kind of want to be. As yeah. far as being on an airball field and, and playing against guys w- who are so sharp in that aspect, that always I, – I enjoyed the, a good challenge in that way.
1: How, how difficult – I haven't even played one yet.
0: Oh, so, they're fun, man. They're they're yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Like difficulty wise, like how, I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's hard because you can't just go, just get up and just like break this cross because there's so many things in the way and there's some there's so much going on. I mean, I I don't really know other than me playing open play with ball. Right?
0: <laughs> That's no. pretty much all I've I've only done. I've only played still a handful. Uh, I played, um, you know, ICC for the first time this past year. And then I played the Chicago um, ICPL 10-mans mm-hmm. for the past couple years. Uh, but other than those three, kind of, I haven't really played any. But just, you know, it's a, it's a fucking paintball, right? So it's the basic idea of what it is. But then just make it last longer mm-hmm. and have everybody shoot a lot slower and have the bunkers essentially be, like, further apart. Yeah. So it's like... It it's kinda can be mentally frustrating for me because I'm such like a, a I want to go further up the go. field guy. Yeah. Wanna yeah go, I wanna yeah. be like I can I can make the next bomb. But it's like yeah. you're having to you're having to wait so much longer and shoot two or three more guys in yeah. just to be able to make those moves to get as far up as I want to be. Yeah. Um but it's a lot of fun, man. you should definitely you should definitely play.
1: Yeah, I think I might go go play one or two this year. Yeah. I got a uh there's a Star Wars theme one big game that i'm like going to be hosting and in, in, uh what is it february oh, uh blast camp blast camp in indiana is gonna be hosting it and i'm gonna be there so that'll be cool in february yeah sounds february. cold yeah, it's called the Battle of the Hoth. If you watch Star
0: Wars, you know, <laughs> the, it's the, it's the, dude, the snow scene. Oh, no, see, uh, <laughs> okay, see, uh, it's it's one thing playing a tournament in the, like the snow or in the in the rain. Sure. Maybe I, I would say snow the one time in Texas, but um, yeah. but in the rain, it's like you have to deal with it. There's there's no fucking complaining, right? You just you have to deal with it. You you because everybody else does. But there's one thing, voluntarily like going somewhere and playing in. Sh- I hate the cold. Like, I hate playing in the cold and trying to do something and focus. Like in the cold, I can't do that shit. I just want to. If I'm gonna be in the cold, I'm shoveling, I'm wiping the car off, I'm getting in (laughs) somewhere warm. But I have to play paintball in the cold, and it's nasty, and it's windy, and it's wet. I'm like, this is not doing anything. I'm (laughs) I'm getting nowhere with this. Why are we doing this?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. If it's, I think, I think, if it's in the tournament setting, I think cold sucks. Uh, But I think for something like this where it's like a big game and it's like there's not as much pressure yeah. I think it'll be fun because I'm kind of excited to bundle up and see like what it's gonna be I hope it's <laughs> snow it's just like a light snow or something
0: I don't not, know I'm... does not sound fun to me at all you're gonna I'm... have a blast don't I worry. hope so I think it's gonna, gonna be a good time yeah dude it's there's there's so many See them, like there's so many different stories like you know I say Texas that one year Yeah. you know exactly what I'm talking about uh huh right but and for they...
1: people out there who are listening they'll be like well oh.
0: Right, (laughs) that was such a cool story too because it was like, what? It was like the '70s or something. Like the week before, and then that week it dropped to like 20 degrees and it snowed, and everybody's wearing parkas and everything. It was uh,
1: 2006, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Philly won. Mm. Did they play you guys in the finals? Or no? They played. uh, Who did they play in the
0: finals? Philly did win.
1: They won. Who did they beat? Was it the Russians? No. Iron Man?
0: I, I think it was Iron Man. I
1: think it was the Iron Man. Yeah. It was the Iron Man.
0: Crazy, yep. dude. So that's... Yeah. So um So I mean do you, so was your plan originally with the doc uh with the documentaries was it to create something that's like a half hour long or was it to like just make it as long as I guess here's more of the question. What is your mindset behind it? Is, is it to really um, make something? Because I know a lot of videos out there are like five minutes, ten minutes. Uh, With having something that's twenty five to like a half hour um, yeah. at times, is it is it tough for you to put something together like that to be able to like keep somebody's attention?
1: Uh, I think the one issue is that I love every single moment of everything I film for the most part and I can always see that fitting most of the clips I make I can see that fitting into the story somehow so it's picking and choosing what actually the story will go geared towards and then adding some sort of humor into it so like I think earlier in my vlogs um, if you watched the whole season one which was like 2017 um, if you watch all the season one ones there were they were all like 20 to 30 minutes because Mm. I didn't I didn't know how to really pick out what's worth it what's not and then as you see now if you go to my most recent ones they're honestly like 10 to 15 minutes yeah and, and a lot of people have been so I've heard people say you know one side hey it's too long and then other people say hey that was too short <laughs> I'm I think I'm gonna gear it towards a more short thing only because one I'll be able to to to, to put out more mm-hmm. Um and upload more frequently. And number two, it leaves people wanting for more, just like if you watch an episode of a Netflix show, um, you're addicted to it. And then as soon as it stops, you're like, Oh, come on. Like, I want to see the next one. Right. Yeah. So, um, it kind of gives you that cliffhanger feeling when you're kind of left with less than what you want. Um, I found that when I did the 30 minute videos, uh, they were getting to a point where it was lackluster and for YouTube, you know, you it's long form content, but like not that long. You know, right. unless you're doing a full movie, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, um, yeah, I've had a few that were like short. Oh, that's my cat.
2: <laughs>
0: I think he's back there in the oh, corner. Wait, yeah, you can see oh, him. Oh, nice. See. There he is. Is that him? Are you in a loft?
1: Wait, no, you can't see that. Yeah, I can see him. He's up there. Yeah, so it's a loft and then there's um, open ceiling. So just, they hop over he's whenever like, they war- want.
0: Partial walls and stuff going in there.
1: Yeah. Nice. I mean, that's how it is in the city. I think you need sunlight going into every room. Yeah. So that's why they had to do it like this.
0: So are you downtown Chicago?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm right, right. out, so like right out on the outskirts of the city, so you could see it, but you're not in the shit. Yeah. So it's too bad.
0: You're not swimming in the shit.
1: No. We're like right next to University of Chicago, which is pretty nice.
0: Are you going to school still?
2: No.
1: No. Um. So I was making that work with with aftershock, and then when I got back on Heat, I'd. I just knew I wouldn't be one hundred percent into both of them. I would be fifty fifty on both of them, if not, one of them would get less attention, which mm-hmm. was going to be school. Because, right. I mean, I love paint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was it a tough choice for you, uh, as far as you know? Because so many, for so long, at least, I'm, I'm sure you've heard, go to school, go to school, do this, go to school, go to school. Was it tough for you to? I mean, obviously not because you made the decision, but I mean, as far as your future goes, were you, was it a, was it a hard decision at that point?
2: Uh, I think
1: no. Cause I was young. I think now it's getting to a point where it's a little bit harder, right? You think obviously everything's starting to pile on. Um, uh, I think about it every day, but, um, I, I, I have kind of like a, what's the word? an entrepreneurial sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) of what I wanted to do. Right. So like I have obviously the docs going, I have paintball going, I'm starting to build my own personal brand to something bigger. Right. Yeah. So, um, honestly, like I think there are many ways to do it without school. I think school is very necessary if you're going to be a certain type of thing, you know, you have to, I mean, obviously you're gonna be a doctor. I'm not going to say, hey, don't go to school. You'll be Good luck a Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna work. But like if you want to be a social media influencer and start your own YouTube channel, you can learn that all online. Yeah. You know? Uh but then you get the drawbacks of companies and stuff. Like if you want to work for a company and have benefits with like health insurance and all that stuff, we can get into that. Yeah. Um there's always drawbacks, but I, I don't know, it wasn't a hard decision for me because I was doing what I loved and I think uh, I still, I mean, I still am doing what I love and I'm, I don't, um, I don't want to stop.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't want to stop. So is it, are you just playing paintball right now at the moment and doing the yeah. the documentaries?
1: Yeah. Currently playing paintball, doing the D-Zun docs and then actually obviously running um, the, uh, like the merchandise for it cause I've been releasing like clothing for it. Yeah. Uh, so like planning those drops, doing the, the vlogs. Um, Working with some companies here to help promote um, their products and, you know, work with them to help me financially, Mm -hmm. um, like brand deals and such. And then um, trying to, this year, I'm actually trying to do as many clinics as I possibly can uh, because we're not going to Europe because they changed the rules.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, you can only have one professional player over in Europe. We played all last year. Uh, as Houston Heat and mm-hmm. this year we're going over to do exhibition games I guess uh, that's the rumor uh, essentially taking paint, pro paintball the places where they don't normally they wouldn't ever normally see it you know? is this
0: via the NXL?
1: Uh, I believe so I mean I know it's a rumor but I know uh, apparently you go over you do some um, some sort of um, exhibition where you show pro paintball like somewhere in Asia or somewhere mm-hmm. that really wouldn't get that opportunity to see it um, to so like you know I think us and some other teams would go I, I don't know the details but that's what I've that's the most I've heard of right. it. Um, but with saying that, that's only traveling like, you know, once or maybe twice. So um, last year I traveled more than I ever have, and I want to continue that. So we'll see. I, I think I want to travel and actually teach. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. I, I had a good time doing the clinic with you at Lone Wolf.
1: Yeah. I was actually going to set another one up there. Um, I don't know if you're still into doing clinics. <laughs> I'll play paintball. Yeah. We should go. <laughs> um, yeah. That was sweet. So. Actually, I referred somebody to that one of those videos because really? they wanted to learn how to slide. I'm like, oh, there's, there's a great video that Carl and I did uh,
2: from <laughs> local, so I sent
0: that to him. I, I actually watched those not that long ago because I forgot, I forgot they, were, uh, they were filmed and they were on there. I yeah. am so damn long-winded just trying to explain something because my brain thinks about it in so many stupid little steps. That mm-hmm. I explain it to it, and I feel like so many people are like, okay, yeah, all right. we Okay, oh yeah, all right, we got it. Yeah, okay, <laughs> shut up now. Let's do it. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh. Just,
1: my my girlfriend goes, you know, you could have just said it like this. And I was like, I know, right? <laughs> Shh.
0: Yeah, that would have saved me like 45 minutes. Right? But I was like, well, you know what? It's content. You know, it's a it's yes. good amount of content. If I would have said it in two seconds, then sure. I, you would have had a two-second video. So I got so. a question. Yes, sir.
1: What do you got planned for this year? anything big as far as paintball wise
0: uh, as far as paintball wise um, I plan on playing ICC again uh, possibly the the Chicago ICPL okay um, probably do a couple clinics as well uh, in the mix I know I've, I've been asked a couple times to uh, to do a couple clinics which is funny I'm doing all my clinics with the uh, I just have an EMEC that's all I have yeah. now so I'm just oh, doing nice. it with that everybody else has electric I'm, I'm just doing it with the yeah, EMEC but yeah, it's yeah. paintball paintball Um. For sure. But, yeah, that's about uh, that's about it. I've had a few people did you contact get a, me.
1: Did the Columbus-level guys hit you up at all?
0: Kind uh, of. Kind of, sort of.
1: Okay, so I kind of put that together because obviously you live out there. Yeah. Uh, how far does that feel from you?
0: Two and a half hours.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Well, essentially, from my understanding, I was just thinking in my head, like, man, Carl lives in Ohio. There's a new whole Ohio pro team. I just didn't know if I could put you in together and maybe weed something out. but
0: You know what? I... Th- I thought about it, you know, when, when I heard, you know, not that that, not that they, I think they need me, right? right. If anything, I would love to help them out in any aspect, you know, whether it be just experience, come down every once in a while to their practices or, or whatever, just to give them any kind of just help in that direction. Playwise um, wise, play is tough because I, I can't be committed that like I feel I should be. Like to you, be yeah, yeah to yeah. be able to help them out um, in a way to succeed but also to kind of fulfill something in me to where I feel like I'm giving 110% uh, and I can lay it all on the field without with you know with no regrets of like yeah. missing a practice or or this or that which what is and I I've said this on on other podcasts which is absolutely what we needed it goes right back to what we said in the beginning of the podcast was Guys like yourself, teams like Heat, teams like uh, the Russians, Dynasty, Impact, those guys are playing all the time. Mm-hmm. Those guys are playing in, in on the weekdays, on yeah. every single weekend, and that is what you need to do to be able to be as successful as you guys are at that level. And if yeah. I feel like I can't do that, I don't want to jip not only myself, but the team that I'm playing for yeah. and and make it feel like they're – they're investing in something that they're not going to get a good return on.
1: Sure. I'm not, that's understandable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it, I, it would be great.
1: Yeah. I know. I just, I heard it as like, Ohio, Carl, it all clicked in my head and I was like, maybe, maybe he's just going <laughs> to emerge back out. I
2: don't know. You
0: never yeah. Know, right? <laughs> it's tough, man. It, it's tough. Like even two and a half hours is not that long, but now with sure. two little kiddos and everything and, and you know, it's, it's just, it's tough because I, I really enjoy my weekends with the with the kids. The
1: fam, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you have other you have other responsibilities. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: got bigger life things than a sport of paintball.
0: <laughs> it's fun though, yeah. man. It's given me so much, you know. And uh, this is I'm hoping that me doing these is kind of conveying my appreciation for uh, the people that I've met, uh, like sure. yourself, and and everybody from around the world. Um, kind of conveys how much the sport really meant to me, and still does mean to me.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, paintball's awesome.
0: Dude, paintball is awesome. So, yeah, so you talking about clinics. That is, I think, something that a lot of people don't understand is, you know, when they say, oh, you want to pay uh, – you play paintball for a living or this and that. They they think, you know, you just get to you do teach. whatever you want, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But but I think what they don't understand is why Ryan and Marcelo and, and guys that teach clinics everywhere is that they are constantly – Gone and constantly teaching clinics. Yeah. All that's all they're doing, yep. you know. And then there's a lot of work that goes into that to be able to live whatever lifestyle a professional paintball player really, really does.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, the players that I mean, p- players quit because of like two or three reasons, right? Not quit, but more or less step away. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want it to make it sound negative, but they step away because of a commitment, whether it's kids or family, you know, wanting to start something new right. Uh, for example, Jerby Jerby just you know, he just said a kid, yeah. you know, it's time for him to step away and go to his next chapter. So there's that. there is an injury where it's a career ending injury. and a lot of those times those guys stay in as a good like coach or something mm-hmm. something, right? But that makes the people step away. and then, the third thing is just not being able to keep up with the burnout from all the travel, you know? Some people yeah. just really don't want to commit to all that sort of travel if you want to do it as a full-time thing, right? Right. Um, which I I want to say I experienced last year, but not experienced to the sense of like I want to quit. I think it was just more than I've ever imagined, right? because i went to australia for four events and then i played all the european events and i played all the u.s events and i did clinics on the side and then i'm just looking at marcel and ryan i'm like man these guys are just shredding it dude <laughs> and i'm like they've been doing and then and tim too tim mantras yeah. like... and i'm like they've been doing it for years just the same exact way And i'm like dude this is this is a real grind right here this is what it's really about
0: yeah it's that's the that's the behind the scenes work
1: yeah, and like when people say like, "Oh, you get you're so fortunate to be able to travel so much," sometimes it's not fortunate. Sometimes it's like, "Man, this is going to be a long haul to Australia," or mm-hmm. uh, you know, like it, I'm gonna be away from my 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 girlfriend or my family or whatever for so long. But when you start to gear your mindset like, "Hey, like I should I have the privilege and the opportunity to do those mm-hmm. things," it's it makes you more grateful about it, you know?
0: Yeah. So, but I, th- I think there's yeah. also, you know, when there's a, there's a respect and an understanding that not everybody, the people who haven't played at the level that we do or travel as much as as I did or, or you do mm-hmm. really understand what traveling and, and being in all these different places all the time really takes a toll on you. Yeah. yeah. Mentally and, and obviously physically as well.
1: Especially cuz you're going there to not see the city. You're there to compete.
0: Right, right.
1: You're not there to vacation, you know? Maybe you get a day to go see like a part of the rainy London or something. Yeah. <laughs> but like besides that, you're there for a reason and a job and that's the main thing. So I think that's you that's that competitive mindset that people have to take in for or take into into part when they think that oh hey, he plays professional paintball mm. or hey you know um but yeah no it's it's crazy that paintball is able to provide these things and not not what i like i want to be able to do things for paintball now rather than what i think paintball does for me you know yeah and i want to give back and i want to help i really want to help the midwest area grow um and i think i'm doing that right now there's this guy ryan uh he runs this um this thing called free parking in uh out here in the Midwest or in Chicago land area, Indian area. And essentially it's not like a, it's not a team. It's more or less like a, Hey, like you, you know, you go on a Sunday morning to go play team practice and you don't know anybody, you know? Well, these guys from this free parking, it's not a team, it's like a club more or less like, Hey, like, yo, you don't have anybody here. Well, we have like 25 people here. A part of this thing called free parking where you just come roll with us and then Mm -hmm. gives them a home, you know? And, um, I think, that's one part of it where it's like you, there's so many clicks in the sport when you go to practice um, that you need to find where you fit in, especially if you're a new guy in this sport. Yeah. Uh, but then the next thing is elevating the level of play in the area. You know, look at Texas right now. It's blooming with competition. Right. You know, like everyone at X Factor Paintball Park, those those teams that come out of there are like Division One to almost pro players, some of those camps, you know? Tough dudes, yeah. And then you look at the AC camp, I mean, they just brought another pro team up because that camp was thriving and teaching players the right way. I really feel like, I know Aftershock was trying to do that, you know, with the Shock kids and the lower tiers. But I think there was such a gap between like a Shock division two or one team and then the pro team. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there was much linked because I I feel like the Aftershock, the pro camp was so um, separate from like the, the, the younger teams or like yeah. the, the lower teams, so I think I want to help bridge that gap from going from Division Two, Division One to Pro uh, in this area. I, th- I think, I mean, with what we're doing with helping these these guys in the area, I think it's getting better. But
0: yeah, yeah. no, I think that's a, I think it's a good idea because I think that is it was a weird transition because I can't even remember really how it was like for me coming through the ranks and everything. Yeah, you jump
1: from what tip in effect? Oh.
0: yeah, I was playing D two. And then I went from D2 to pro. pro ball. Yeah.
1: That's exactly what I did. Now, how how much was the learning curve when you went to pro, though? It was
0: it's fucking eye-opening, that's for exactly.
1: sure. Exactly. <laughs> and that was the same exact way because we got thrown into the shit, and then, mm-hmm. and then you're just in it, and you're like, I am forced to learn. And that's right. like an individual case. Now, think about an entire team of friends who wants to go up. Like, There's going to be a gap between Division two, Division one, and pro that they may never learn because they don't have anybody in the area to teach them that yeah so I think and I'm doing I'm doing as much as I can in this area to try to bridge that gap to help those guys and I I think all all pro players in their area and that's why I like that they brought it to 20 teams is it opened the doors for players to aspire to be a pro team in New York for New York Extreme or for Scottsdale when Elevation was around but they're not anymore but not for Columbus you know now there's people who go to level up who go there's an outlet for me to go pro yeah in this area you know Mm -hmm. um so when people always bash the whole 20 pro teams thing it's like no this actually in a way it grows the skill level of their area you know
0: so yeah As i I was super excited when i heard that down there and you know i, I really want to go down there and play uh play more uh yeah. paintball because i've been i've been having an itch r- you know recently just because you know i've been uh you know doing jiu jitsu and i've been getting back in shape and everything and it's just yeah yeah Paintball, paintball becomes a part of you. It's definitely a part of my character, that's for sure. Um, just with how long I've been been playing for and everything, but um, it kind of becomes, it, it molds you like like life experiences do. And yeah. I, I think it's molded me in one of the best ways. You know, around some of the best people that uh, that I can say I've I've, I've met and be, been able to call a friend. True, like yourself te- too.
1: It, thanks, man. You too. I, I think it teaches you how to read. People very well. Yeah, because you're so you're you're in it with so many people. There's so mm-hmm. many people you experience, whether you go play like a local tournament or you go travel the world with a bunch of people. Um, Oliver sent me an email because I was emailing him when he went to the Philippines back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, and he sent me an email saying like, you know, embrace all the lessons that paintball will teach you because you're going to experience so much. And then that's like shortly, I think shortly after I left AfterShock and went to Heat. Um and it was like there were so many things going on and it was mm-hmm. like so much to take in, dude. There was so, I mean, it was like okay, like there's so much outside chatter, like I gotta let not let that not affect me. And then there's so right. many, well, so much criticism, so much pressure. Um, but it's like stress. But Sam and Sam, Chad and Ryan put it in a good way. It's good stress, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not the burdening one, the stress that'll like consume you Corruptly. and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's like good stress where you're like. Okay, the pressure's on. Like, let's make a diamond, you know.
0: Hmm. Let's, and, uh, you know, I, I let's kind of talk about it a little bit that transition from going from AfterShock um, sure. to Heat. What was that? What was that decision like? And and kind of, were did they approach you about it, or did you kind of approach Sarge with this new sense of enthusiasm for the game coming from AfterShock?
1: You know what? Uh, so I actually was working. Um, and I almost went to Infamous. Really. Yeah, that was, um, right after world cup. I got, like, here's the thing after, during world cup, I didn't speak to anybody. And I think there was a rumor going around that I was speaking to heat or somebody during the, <laughs> during the event, mm-hmm. uh, or during like the, the year, but I, I never contacted anybody until the end of the year. I was committed fully to aftershock. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the year happened, you know, I thought it was time to, you know, see what my options were. Um, and respectfully, I you know walked away from from aftershock. I think you know Rennick and Bruno and I all left on good terms. Um, but I was uh, after that, I was talking to Trav and I was talking to Damian. And um, honestly, like I was like, I don't really know of any uh, other options that I want to be a part of. I wanted to play on Infamous. Um, I think that was a team. It was one of my, one of my first favorite teams like that like if you go on pb nation if you look up infamous rules Four, that was my screen name and that account was made in 2004 right after infamous was made like it was one of my favorite teams ever right um so i was like you know what i want to you know that'd be cool to go play with them and then i completely ruled out heat i didn't even think heat was an option right like in my head i didn't even think like i was on the radar they already released me like that was it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that story's already told
1: that door was locked and the key was thrown out you know uh and then yeah yeah actually called me and uh the the words quote unquote he said was you want to be back with the boys and that to me was like it was it was so such a weird feeling cuz it's like they released me right you know they they released me i was i was salty about that obviously um as anybody but, would be right but they no matter wanted, what you they're, say yeah exactly they wanted me to come back so i didn't see the bigger picture yet that big paintball lesson, right? So I was like, do I go back? Like I mean, I'm already setting something else up, you know. I know Impact was actually they were looking at players. I I didn't even explore that option, but they mm-hmm. were looking at players and they picked up Brandon Cornell. Um that that year, but like that's obviously like the same type of spot that I play, you know. Um so I was like, okay, do I even try to explore that? I didn't know. I didn't I had no idea. Um so when I figured out the heat thing, I, you know, I I thought my my heart and I thought it was the right move because let's let let me come back and show why I deserve to be on that team, you know.
2: Right. Um.
1: And and then Fedorov messaged me, and that was so. Fedorov and I's relationship was a little weird when I first met him. Like I was like, oh yeah, he's like you know somebody I looked up to, and then like the first practice we had, he made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> so like because he like yelled at me because I bonus balled him, and I just didn't know how to take it. I was like a young young kid. I was like twenty right. eighteen, and. Like he, here's the guy who I looked up this whole time. He's screaming at my face. And I was like, oh man, like, but it was the way he teaches. It's the way he was brought up. Mm-hmm. Um. So then when I, when he messaged me and he goes, Hey, I want you to, you know, come back and I want to, you know, you to be in this camp and blah, blah, blah. And that meant a lot to me. So all the directions and stuff were pointing to, to heat and I, going to, to heat and then being back in that camp for the first year. And still now it's just like so crazy that we went through like now now the big paintball lesson was when i talked to sarge about it was like hey uh you know like i released you for a reason you know you were you were in a different place with your mindset you were you were in a different mentality and mm-hmm. uh you know it was like a kid you know you gotta let the kid be free and learn on their own and yeah i don't know i thought it was um crazy how it all came full circle
0: yeah because yeah. i mean you obviously made an impact because they had your, they, their eye still on you with, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah approaching you like that
1: yeah I mean the big thing was I I just I don't know if it was something I did on Aftershock to show I don't know I, I think the one thing I did on Aftershock is I didn't stop I didn't quit right. I didn't I just kept doing the same thing that I knew only to do was how I worked on heat how I practiced on heat how I trained on heat mm-hmm. um, which maybe spoke words to them in a different way
0: yeah yeah definitely yeah, that that's 2017 year that was the year that you came down to the uh down to my house right and we yeah that's when we did the, the clinic up there at lone wolf uh
1: that was 2016. 16 when we did the clinic yeah and then right after that year is when that's right yeah remember i missed my bus yeah
0: we pulled up we're <laughs> like there's a bus <laughs>
1: so carl and i pulled up to this bus stop i took a bus from from here to to ohio and then back i would pull up and there's a bus but it's, I'm, I'm taking a greyhound home and it doesn't say greyhound it's just a white bus yeah because and my bus is exactly like it's like it's like say my bus was like now you know nine or eight fifty on my time so like I go, Carl, my bus was supposed to be already 50. He goes, is that it? And I go, no, that's not a Greyhound. I'll wait for my bus.
2: <laughs> All right. Now,
1: no other buses.
2: Coming. No other buses. I found
1: out, out that was my bus. So now I'm like stuck in Ohio. I'm like, okay, well, I got to go find the next bus out. Next bus out is like the next day. So Carl and I just ate some cheese curds and hung out.
0: We just made it work.
2: It's basically how it went.
0: <laughs> I think stuff like that, though, is like it, it makes and, – and hanging out with your team. I think that's a, a huge thing hanging out with your team, having fun with your team, doing things with your team outside of playing paintball is we, so we had, huge, dude.
2: We had a
1: nasty world cup that year. We did well. Yeah. We we beat Impact and they won the world cup that year. Oh,
0: yeah, um, dude. Remember? We I actually win. I actually just watched that a few days ago. Yeah. And you they a, they didn't win, they didn't lose one game except for us.
1: Exactly. We beat Impact and then we beat Uprising. We went 2 and 2 and just missed the cut. Like, oh. we had a really good event, dude. How many
0: fucking stories do we have like that with Aftershock? Uh, just, I mean, like, just missing it by by an overtime point have, or like close games. I
1: don't have enough toes and fingers
0: to count. <laughs> Dude, it pissed me off. It was off. a
1: one-point thing or two-point thing.
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, and everybody was like, oh, you know, Aftershock sucks. And, this, you know, our record one and four, two and two, whatever it is. And like, But if you actually go back and, like, we've got our ass kicked before, you know, sometimes. But if you actually go back and look at some of those games and physically watch some of those games – it is insane how close those games are and, and you know, losing it within the last few minutes. You know, two minutes, you can lose two quick points and it make it look like, you know, you weren't in the game. When the whole time, the whole, like, you know, almost 15, 20 minutes or 15, 16 minutes you were in the game. And then the last however many minutes you're like, you stepping your dick. And it's like,
1: Dude, unreal. Yeah, I can't even. Dude i mean like you look at i think virginia beach two thousand two thousand fifteen. 2015 we lost every single we lost every single match by one point like yeah. it doesn't you can't make that up you know it's just mm-hmm. so yeah it sucked i that's think that's it. why aftershock was always a, a fairly good team uh it was just closing the door on stuff you right. know it was that was the biggest problem yeah um why do you think that though why do you think things went the way they did with aftershock
0: I think the camp, uh, isn't, I don't, I don't think the camp was as serious or as committed as a lot of the other ones. Um, I, I think all the players, uh, individually were very talented, accumulatively. I think it was, it was really tough to get everybody on the same page on the same day. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think just commitment levels were very different from, from a variety of players and, and everybody so it's it's tough to say because you know it you know some games we look like we deserve to be there and some games we look exactly what we deserved yeah uh, you know so it's it, it's tough but I you know I loved every minute of it, minute of it I wish I could play for you know Midwest team all the time to be able to bring like you were saying you know bring paintball to sure. uh to where you live to your area and I, I really mm-hmm. hope and I, I really hope and I really think that Columbus uh, is is going to do that I think um, they're going
1: to do that. And then another team that you got to keep on your radar is Blast Camp. Blast Camp. They have a semi-pro team now or going to be semi-pro. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing with those kids ever since before World Cup. And I'll tell you what. Those kids, I, I don't know what it is. They just know how to play as a team very, very well. Yeah. And it's its like the most fresh, what's a breath of fresh air that I have seen in a while in this area. Because these are all kids who grew up around me kind of um like they were young kids when i was playing divisionals and playing pro mm-hmm. and now they're at that level where they stuck with it like these are the same kids from like 2000 and 2012 and 13 who are just in the area who are yeah. now actually semi-pro caliber who could be potentially professional caliber once they you know start start getting out there and i'll tell you what they have a really good system going at really good camp so yeah uh, don't be—it's blast camp revolution—and don't be, don't be. Um, I'm—I want you to quote me on that when they go. Pro
0: or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm man. i serious. It's paintball's exciting. Paintball's exciting when you have a group of kids coming up. I mean, f- perfect fucking example is Dynasty. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, a group of kids that comes up, and they play together forever. They're friends. And they That's learn crazy. their tendencies, and yeah, they're all friends outside of paintball. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the scary ones, dude.
1: Those are the ones that. The the players have more motivation to play for each other.
0: Yeah, it's fun every time you go out, there. even even when it's not fun. It's fun. Yeah, you know.
1: And if you lose, you're still with your friends.
0: Yeah, dude. You don't want to lose, but no. if you do, it, I mean, it is what it is. You fucking you pick your pants yeah. up and you go, you go play paintball with your friends in different cities, or every also weekend fun. in the same city. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we should go find like a. If you, there was a um a mechanical tournament I wanted to play, but it. Landed on the first weekend of, uh, like the layout, and it was you have to use like a spider or like a um titman or something Mm -hmm. or no not a titman a spider like a blowback like a piranha or something right and it was open division it was an open division three man it looked really fun I started like looking at eBay like okay let me try to piece together (laughs) like like a two hundred dollars setup that'd be real nice you know
2: Mm -hmm.
1: see I want to play like things like that where it's just way different way um. I not not to bash the NXL, but it's like just kind of straight like just to explore the other you know yeah. outlets of it it although I love the NXL
0: yeah, do well, yeah, that's clearly um you know the reason why you are where you are but um but I, what the ICC and those ten mans kind of did for me uh, and shooting mechanical marker um, more so than anything, it kind of brought back that nostalgia feeling of when you first started playing. Really, and just feeling feeling the one ball leave the barrel yeah. with your one pull kind of a thing and that kind of that nice snappy feel of just mm-hmm. the you know it's weird but I'm gonna have to
1: get my hands on one of those shocker CBOs and go
0: play it I heard those are really nice too
1: yeah I think I'm gonna I might even I might sit up this year we'll see I'm. it's on my birthday every year the IC's
0: <laughs> you gotta be there man
1: yeah maybe
0: <laughs> well, of course you do um but it's cool, you know. I'm not. Uh, I've only shot the EMAC. What's crazy though is the Emac's only like 220 bucks.
1: Dude, that's so nice. So, good, of, dude, and it
0: shoots amazing.
1: Think about it, amazing. like growing up when we we're in our era, like that's like a piranha right there, which is not nearly the marker that an EMAC is.
0: The you know ease I mean? of use is insane, dude. And people are using that's those true. for rental markers.
1: I'd like to start doing some more reviews on like other types of markers. On you my should channel. dude. i think I, I should i really should Not I mean, explore, from any,
0: yeah explore from sponsor, your sorry. exactly exactly
1: yeah. but i'd be cool to just you know test products that i don't know that i i feel like i could be reputable enough to learn and know like, like if you reviewed a marker you have good um knowledge of what it takes to have like be a nice marker you know right um so i, I think i could do the same i think it'd be sweet
0: it's such. Want to start a channel? It's a great oh, sure. area. Let's do it. Let's do it. See, I'm not obligated to anybody, so it, it's. I have no pressure on my shoulders. But but the thing is, is like when I first started doing anything, um, it was, you had to say, you know, this marker. You had to say, you know, this. You can't say anything outside of those. Otherwise, you're even if you're saying like, oh, it's not bad. You know, you're kind of promoting that product. Another. And it has to be, yeah. That's why when I was playing, it was such a gray area of really. Luckily, I had Planet. Like, uh, I mean, you've
1: been with Planet since the beginning, so yeah, those, are the yeah, ideas. yeah. I think I think the one thing that you, um, you, you are is that you're a walking billboard for these companies. You know, mm. I mean, essentially, you shoot their marker. You're you're a form of advertisement for them. If we're gonna go down to the nitty gritty of what it really is, it's not even a secret. You know, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm very fortunate to have the sponsors that I have. Shout out to DLX. Shout out to HK Army. There you um, go. <laughs> so, yeah. But, no, I mean, I think the real thing is, like, it'd be cool to be able to uh, – what's that guy's name? Paintball ruined My Life. Have you seen his channel?
0: Yes. I just forgot He's... his fucking name right as you said that. Jesus Christ. I don't got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have... I'm either. sorry. I I I'm sorry, him. dude, if I forgot your goddamn name. I apologize. But, you know, thinking about it, um, you know, he does all kinds of shit like that. But with That's you and awesome. your brand, with the awesome companies that you do work with, you now become more valuable um, with with your documentaries and with how much sure. you're on social media or whatnot. You become more valuable. And that way, you know, I always got shit with uh, being with Planet, but I always, I always talk to those guys. And I also was always... You know tagging them and being up front of like saying I really enjoy their markers when I truly absolutely did so it's like you doing yep. stuff like this like the documentaries and your social media I mean that only like you said you want to grow your brand that's exactly what you're doing and now a, a sponsor or a company will now look at you and you know kind of see you as an asset almost
1: mm-hmm. true
0: which is you know you can play you know to your advantage
1: yeah yeah absolutely I mean what? if you want to if you make the right moves
0: uh are you working with uh ex- or X Factor, goddamn. Yeah. Are you working with HK Army at all? With like some kind of collaboration?
1: Uh yeah, we have. We've done like headbands and stuff. I think yeah. this year I'll probably do some another headband or something like that. Um yeah. yeah, working on some stuff with them. We do a good job of doing content together. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: How do you like those uh magnetic uh, packs? Packs? Yeah. Oh man? Hey,
1: I- Dude. Uh Which vlog was it? If you look at my one of my vlogs, it's called the new gear from World Cup vlog. I think it was like three vlogs ago. Uh, I talk about it, dude. I swear, you put that thing on, it's like pre-broken in the way they molded the back piece. Yeah, because you know how the back piece is normally just flat with like a lumbar pad. Right. This one already is conformed, like pre, like like brand new. So when you put it on, it's already strapped around your back.
2: It's already
0: conformed. Yeah,
1: it's probably one of the most comfortable packs i've ever worn in my life if not the most comfortable now it does add a little bit of weight having the magnets in there but nothing noticeable yeah
0: it's yeah it's like adding a pod or not to your pack yeah
1: exactly but you 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 get the magnets and you they're going to last longer than velcro so yeah you got a pack that'll last you a long time um i was gonna say do you ever listen to gary vaynerchuk's
0: podcasts i have not
1: Okay, so there's a segment that I really like from minute, and I think I wanted to bring up in, into your podcast. Mm-hmm. What is something you're obsessed with right now? And it doesn't even have to be painful. It could be a TV show, it could be a food, it could be anything. But is it what's something that's like you're obsessed with? You could you can name like a, like a few things.
0: <sighs> Honestly, right now, at the moment, what I it find what I find myself watching videos on and, and uh just kind of impulsively thinking about is jujitsu. Uh-huh. Really, it's it's so cool... it's it's my it's kind of my obsession as of late of just like how many different moves there are, how many different just ways there are to, to contort your body and contort your opponent. it's it's weird, dude. And there's a lot of different teachings of the same thing, which is cool,
1: dude. That's cool. Sam talks to me about it because I think you and Sam talked about jujitsu yeah. a little bit.
0: Yeah. What yeah. What about you?
1: That's. <sighs> My girlfriend's in the other room, but I'm going to say it right now, and it's, it's it's the honest truth. Call of Duty Mobile. Oh, really? On the mobile phone, not Ooh. on Xbox or PlayStation.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I could just have my phone anywhere and play. Mm-hmm. But I swear, it is the closest thing to playing paintball on a phone, besides actually having a paintball video game. Mm-hmm. Because you are literally playing like you're playing on a console from like... I mean, it, it, the, the graphics nowadays with... The phones are ridiculous.
0: Are you, like, it's having it, like, like up here, or are you just looking at it as, like, a phone? You're not wearing a headset you or anything? Just,
1: no, you, I mean, I wear a headset because you can hear footsteps, right? But you All roll right. it sideways. I have this controller thing that actually, like, taps the screen. <laughs> so you set your buttons up, and it taps the screen. It's pretty wild. <laughs> but, like, I swear to you, it is the most fun thing I've done in a very long time besides play baseball. Mm-hmm. I can't – and I, I can't even BS it.
2: Really? It's ridiculous,
1: yeah. And I'm, like – I'm very, very high ranked in the game where I'm like actually playing hard players who are yeah. like on their iPads. There's kids playing on their iPads and oh they're God. like using six six fingers to play. What? And I'm like, dude, these kids are cr- Yeah, like I watch like these kids on like YouTube and they stream and stuff. Yeah, And it's like a mobile game. And I'm like, this is crazy. But these kids are so good. And then I watch it and then I try to learn. It's like I'm watching paintball. I'm like, okay, this kid slides and shoots with this gun and he uses this attachment. Okay, I'm gonna try that when I go play. <laughs> Then I go into a game and play, and it's like, oh, that worked great, or it didn't work at all for me. But
0: yeah,
1: it's a lot of fun. I suggest everyone downloads it.
0: Dude, I started a, adds- <laughs> a few years back. I started. I played uh, the Call of Duty on the uh, on the just the console, and I yeah. had to stop after about like pff, I would say a month. I had to sell it, yeah, because I I, I had that was the only way that I was going to be able to get rid of it and and be free of it because. There would be times where like three hours would go by and I'd like uh, and I'd like look yeah. around, like, what the fuck just happened? Like i w- where did the time go? What the hell just happened? I think
1: you said that in Archie's podcast, right? Yeah. yeah, you guys talked about that. Oh my god. I'm the god. same Dude, I'm the same way. You know how you said I have to stop?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I'm well past that point, man. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm so I because you know you're travel we're still traveling so much, right? Right. And Fedoroff and I room together. And all we do now, like since we started playing mobile video games, is we get back from our hotel room, <laughs> get back to our hotel room after practice, we wash our gear, and we play some Call of Duty until dinner or something. Yeah. And it's kind of fun because we bond and we're playing as a team, um, which translates on the field. But yeah, no, I don't know. That's.
0: Don't right, if know you a about. couple other things I'm I'm obsessed with at the moment. Okay, go ahead. Um, very old cemeteries. Why? Uh, they are, for me, they are one of the most peaceful places that you can go to. Um, especially one that's like kind of away from the road, like in the woods a little bit or like just kind of, I'm not talking about like super eerie, like I'm just talking about old cemeteries with history and it's just quiet, it's just quiet. And you kind of, we went through one today on the way home from, from a job. I stopped at this uh, cemetery out like by Cleveland and You don't I don't think you realize how many people not like you, but I I don't think everybody realizes how many people there have actually been like before us and the kind of and the generations before us and that's you know, I I don't really think about it that much, but when I go to these these cemeteries and we actually go to a as a family, we go to this cemetery locally, uh, this old cemetery, and it's so beautiful it's like this these huge trees and just all this stuff and it's quiet there's no other dogs and we take our dog there we're not supposed to but we do anyway um but there's there's nobody else ever there man you 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 put somebody in the ground and then you but you put them in a place where you never really want to visit because everybody wants to go there and grieve. But it's like it's so it's such a beautiful place. Anyway, that's one of the things. That's it's a calm, peaceful place for me. Um, that's
1: a very specific thing, though. That's 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 what we were looking for. Like, I yeah, think that's the question is like, what is so specific to you that? Because I can't relate to that, but that's. I mean, now that you bring it up, I understand why you you feel as if yeah. it's a.
0: Something- You know, I get a lot of people asking me, I was like, why do you have pictures of your kids playing on like headstones and stuff? I was like, we're just, we're just out of place. It's just like, and we're enjoying the space, you know, we're not, we, we go around and we like pick up flowers and we, we pick up vases and stuff and we pick up people, we pick up garbage and we just pick up and make, you know, things fall down from like nature or whatever. We kind of pick it up and make it look nice. I can Um, see
1: some people thinking that was disrespectful, but I think when you put it in the way of, listen, like, we're enjoying the space. We're not. We're not disrespecting anything. You know. We're actually taking care of this space and enjoying the beauty of it. And yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure no matter what, if somebody came by and we were, you know, running around some relative's headstone, they wouldn't like it. But if we, were, I was able to explain it in that particular way, I'd, I'd hope they would understand. But uh...
1: that, or you'd be like an episode of Seinfeld where you're <laughs> talking out of your
2: ass. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, so that's that's one of them. Uh, another one lately is uh, reading. I've cool been, yeah, one. I've been, so, uh, I've, I just acquired this book, um, called the four agreements Yeah, that, I know uh, that. I've read. I've read that one. Uh, another one is the, uh, I just got the four hour work week. Mm-hmm. That's a good one too. Um, or I didn't get that one. That That's one I'm, I'm going to get, but I just got, uh, what is it? Uh, rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. That's just about, about, about finances and everything and just, um, and then there's a, another one I just read. Oh, um, yeah. The Jocko Willink, um,
1: uh, um,
0: extreme uh, extreme ownership.
1: Ownership. ownership? That's yeah, it.
0: yeah. A lot of Rogan stuff. I listen to Rogan a lot. I've I actually listened to podcasts more than I listen to music. Music yeah. now is very specific for me, uh, mm-hmm. for certain times. And now my like leisure time, uh, whenever I'm like taking road trips for work or whatever, or just around the shop, I listen to podcasts because it's so informative for me, mm-hmm. enjoyable and informative. So it's like kind of the best. Of, you know, two worlds. But, oh, okay. um, but those, yeah, those are a couple other things that I've been, I've been trying to get into uh, as of, as of late.
1: Nice. That's cool. I think that sucks about, I mean, I think that speaks volumes about who you are, right? What you're currently obsessed with. Does that mean I'm just a nerd though? If I'm like in a, no. in a video games.
0: <laughs> no, dude, you know, what I'm trying to do now too, especially in 2020 is not, not that I ever have been. Yeah. Um, and I might have been subconsciously, but I'm trying not to be as judgmental. Of people's lives or the way that they I want to be able to inform people of how um, I'm enjoying my life Mm -hmm. um, rather than telling people how they should enjoy their lives I've never done that but I know how people can Um, you know because everybody's experiencing life differently yeah and if you could if I can rather display a lesson rather than some kind of demand of how you should go about your day I'd rather do that than you know anything else
1: just start running around screaming at people, saying "Don't tell me how to live my life." <laughs> no matter I'm what freak. they say. Can you be quiet? No, don't
0: tell me how to live my life. <laughs> don't tell me. My... You're uh, screaming in a library. <laughs> I run stop signs constantly. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the documentary process. Yeah, okay. what uh, what is it like for you? And kind of what um, what is your process at events? Uh, when you're, when you're documenting at events, because I know there's so much, uh, team involvement when you're at the events and having to be involved with stuff at the team, how do you make the time to be able to shoot for yourself? And then when you get back to the hotel, are you just editing the whole time?
1: Okay. So when I first started doing, I would do that. I would literally, and I wish, okay. So part of me wishes I could still do that. I don't tell you why I can't now. Um, so I would, I would film. And then I would literally crack into an edit and I would edit all night and I'd be so focused. I would I would I I wouldn't even hang out with the team because I'd be so focused on the edit, right? Right. But I would get so much stuff out, right? Faster. But the issue was it was that I would um like I said, take myself out of the experiences with the team, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So as of lately, and we kind of have been a, an un what's the word? unspoken agreement within the team, like, hey, I'm not gonna put out practice footage of us and event footage like event footage is fine, but like if I'm not gonna put out practice footage before the event, you know? Right. Just because we have things that we're dialing in and I don't want to show those things until later, you know? Uh that and honestly, like after a day of practice, um, I get back to the hotel and I'd love to edit, but I also have to focus and get my things together and ready for the next day. And after a taxing mental day of playing paintball going back to the hotel and then having to use my willpower to focus Back on staring at a screen and then putting together something
2: mm-hmm.
1: I just don't think I'm going to put a hundred percent into that video or a hundred percent into the next day If I did focus on that video right. because right so what I do now is I film and I cut off the vlog at a certain point like probably right around the point where I'm going to just unwind so shower get our like stuff like wash and stuff or whatever it is at the hotel
2: mm-hmm.
1: right around there is when I cut off the vlog because what I realized realized was I was vlogging as if I were a daily vlogger and it was my everyday thing like daily vloggers they wake up they grab their camera they film their whole day they would go to bed uh, they, right, right before bed they start editing you know and then the next morning they edit and they upload that vlog and then they start their next day or whatever um, I was doing that when I realized, what I got to realize is paintball was the main focus, right? So I would have all this footage and then it would pile on and I'd be like, oh, I'll edit it later, edit it later. Next thing you know, I have all this footage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So now what I do is right after practice, um, I, I, kind of th- I kind of plan my day as in like, what's the story of today and what can I get out of it? Okay, today's practice. So I'm just gonna focus on some practice points and what I did before and after practice uh, and then I'm gonna cut it off around like four or five. Mm-hmm. So I cut it off at a four or five, that makes it easier for me to edit that one day cause there's less footage, but I have a goal for that vlog, you know, which is like what I did in practice that day. Um, and then I will put all that footage in a folder. And then after the event or after the practice or the event, that's when I start cracking into, okay, I did two weekends of filming and an event. Uh, I'm going back to weekend one and I'm going to start film I'm going to start editing that. Or mm-hmm. after the first weekend, I'm going to start editing that first weekend, going into the second weekend until practice starts. Then I'll, drop any editing and and then i'll repeat the process until all the vlogs are done yeah so um i think some people made it apparent um or some people can see that with the vlogs that i upload which like hey like whatever i'm uploading now is from something in the past you know um and it could be even farther back but right now the only thing like I guess in my vlog schedule is the world cup finale. And that's going to take a long time because I want to capture so much of the emotion, but like I didn't have any footage cause we played, yeah. you know? So now I have to scavenge between three different videographers and like go sports and then try to piece together a story of my own perspective, right? which is what makes events kind of harder. Um, yeah. So it just depends right now. I got footage from, um, little H from HK, this, this kid, this little kid, Mikey. And, uh, um, pineapple productions I think you know mm-hmm. if you know so so um, pineapple productions and them and then some stuff from ghost sports and I'm gonna piece together whatever I can and show my perspective and narrate it as if I you know yeah um, the best that I can but that's hey, the process going into it
0: have you ever tried the daily vlog idea of, of, of...
1: I want I want you so bad I would love to do that every single day and I honestly, if I didn't play paintball, I think that's what I would do. My one issue with it is, with paintball being my main focus, I it's not possible in the sense of of when when I train and stuff. It's like, okay, if I if I wake if I, if I do an event, right, those pile on, and I can't daily vlog those because I'm not going to upload that day, unless I were to not show much of the practice. If that makes sense, yeah. which would make the vlogs a little lackluster.
0: Well, it depends because if 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 there's people who watched that, like the behind the scenes stuff, because obviously something happens every day, right? Yeah. So if somebody's watching because they like the behind the scenes stuff, because they get all the action footage from go sports or from sure. whatever highlight videos come out or whatever, then, cause I like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Like personally, mm-hmm. I like stuff that you don't, you don't see because every everybody always t- turns out highlight videos of people playing and this and that, which are awesome, great, amazing. But I like, the, I like the story being told behind the scenes.
1: For example, I would love to follow, okay, if you did a daily vlog, I would watch it just to see what you did in your day-to-day.
0: You would be I, bored out of your fucking mind.
1: But, but, that's what, but, but you would think that, right? <laughs> I, I see what you're saying with this, though. You would think that. You would yeah. think I'd be bored. But I actually could watch somebody wake up, go to work, like as long as as long as there's something about that person that I was interested in pursuing, right. I would love to see how they could make the day a story, you know. So if like you showed me the process of you waking up doing this and caring kids, the next thing you know you pop into the podcast and then you end the day and you're like I'm gonna end the day by eating this donut and go mm-hmm. to bed. Like that stuff is interesting to me and that's why I watch the vlogs. Right. I like to see hey what did this what shoes did this person choose today? What what meals did this person choose today? So uh, actually I, I watched a lot of bodybuilding uh vloggers i I like to watch yeah if you (laughs) can't uh what is it called i like to watch like their process of like okay they're training and then they're eating and this Mm -hmm. is what they ate that day and like this is how they're taking it into recovery into the next day um that stuff i don't know it's interesting to me because it's like cool i'm vicariously living through a different type of life
0: right yeah i think that's one of my what are you saying
1: Maybe I'll try like a uh, not maybe I will. I will. This year I'll do a thirty day vlog challenge where I'll just do thirty days in a row.
0: I think I think that would be awesome. I think that would be awesome. Be cool. I think that's one of my biggest one of my biggest downfalls. I'm such a harsh critic on myself, where me just telling you that you'd be bored out of your out of your, your mind is me telling you what you think or what I think you should yeah. you know what I mean. So you're it's like to, you're trying
2: to tell I, me how to live.
0: I'm already, I'm already trying to tell you how to live and I'm already psyching myself out, telling myself it and wouldn't be so a good idea. Oh, See? Shit. I just fucking shit on myself already. It's the fucking second day. And tomorrow's my birthday. So, like, why would I even...
1: Oh, shit. You know? It is. Yeah, dude. What do you want for your birthday?
0: Uh, I want what a on Doc's hat.
1: You do? Yeah. I'll send you this one. I'll, I swear. Hold on. This one right here. Hold on. I bet I'm really loud. Stella, am I loud? She might be sleeping. No, might be <laughs> Not loud enough. enough. Um, I'll send you this one right here.
0: Sweet, dude. Right here. I will. I will sport it.
1: Okay. Cool. I'll get Absolutely. you. Remember Look at that hair.
0: Plane. Look at that yeah, lion's mane.
2: I can
1: just get put that back on.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's um, you know that's that's. I'm trying to work on that too. I'm trying to work on myself a lot this year. I really want to because I, I just want to be able to create and produce. I want to eventually start my own business. Um, I want to. You already to... have
1: a podcast.
0: Yeah, but it's it's to the point. It's a weird it's a weird area, right? Because it's like you i'm trying to figure out a way to generate more listens but you can't it's i don't know if it's got to be via social media of just putting more stuff out there but it's like a podcast you know and I, i'm I was thinking think, about doing two a week
1: do you think okay i think two a week would be good i think how um, what's the most you've ever done in a week
0: i've done two in a week and then one on a weekend so almost three
1: Okay. Do you think you could consistently do? Because what I do with the vlogs is I upload every Monday and Friday, mm-hmm. and I try to stick to that. If I if I can't stick to it, I will just tell the audience. Usually, they're okay with it, right. but <laughs> they have no choice. Um, yeah. You could, could stick to a consistent schedule. I think that's one thing that I saw from YouTube is your your listens and your views will go up. Right. Um, I think the second thing that that you could do, and I I don't know if it's it's going to be hard. I think. Do you think that by and i think about this too with the vlogs do you think by restricting yourself to only paintball will only cap you at a because you've interviewed everyone under the sun right in in paintball yes um so it makes me wonder like are you is it gonna cap you box of only paintball not saying that paintball is a bad box but right how big will the box can, can can the box possibly get you know
0: see that that's the thing too and you know i've had this discussion with my wife uh before too and um because i've actually i've interviewed my grandfather i've interviewed uh one of the black belts from the gym uh and i can i can talk to anybody you know that i want to talk to I've, i've i've reached out to people wanting to bring them on of like of uh just different areas of the world outside of paintball and it's tough because it's it's the same thing like you were saying like paintball is kind of it's the thing you're doing right mm-hmm. now, right? It, it's kind of where people know you. <clears throat> and I'm trying to think of, like, a direction of where I would be able to go to where the people who listen would continue to listen, mm-hmm. but in a direction of where I could kind of direct it to be able to grow the audience.
1: Yeah, because I th- I feel as if, like, okay, you're known in the paintball world, but then you go to a different complete subgenre. Like, why would people listen if they don't know who you are, right? In the sense right. of, like, your status socially mm-hmm. in that in that area. Um, I think, and, and I've been told that I should do vlogs that are outside of paintball, but it's so hard because y- you are such a figure in the sport, you right. know? See
0: um, what I think, for, sorry, I, I just want to, as I had no, this thought, I'm thinking about, you know, people watch because you're, you're intriguing to watch, right? Okay. And why can't you turn? <clears throat> why can't you turn? And this is why I was kind of talking to you about like the everyday vlog thing. Why can't you turn what you have and what you do um, on the main stage of of your documentaries and just kind of fold that over into a daily kind of thing that you do? Because you obviously, you know, you take care of yourself. You have an interesting lifestyle um, uh, in what you're doing. And why not just kind of take that to the YouTube level of of an everyday upload where I don't think that would take away from what you're uploading on an everyday or, or on a uh, a weekend basis from your yeah. events and practices and just kind of make it a thing of where that would intrigue more people because now you're going to get an audience. Obviously you're going to get more hits because you're going to be putting out more content, but now you're getting an audience of that daily vlog. Um, that's your genre, right? Of a daily vlog. And now that kind of interests people. And then that will start to be like, Oh, Oh, he plays paintball. That's cool. And that's just another yeah. thing that kind of folds on top. And the people who are watching you, um, I, I guarantee you they're watching both because you are a paintball player, but also because you your videos are interesting, right? No, your lifestyle is interesting. Shh. So, uh,
1: I, I, yeah, no, I, I really think I, I, I should daily vlog.
0: <laughs> I think you could. I, I, I honestly think you could, but you don't want to obviously go in over your head. But I think if you go about it the right way, I think there's there's obviously obviously way it could work uh, there's so many people doing it but you don't I mean you don't want to you know stress yourself out or, or take yourself away from the yeah because I think goal. daily
1: vloggers that's their job you know mm-hmm. when you're daily vlogging that's what you do nine to five that's what that's what you do every day I, I feel like when my focus is being the best paintballer I could be it's hard to daily vlog in the sense of like that's not my job you know that's it's a side thing that I love to do right I guess I would just have to come down with time management. I'd have to sacrifice a lot of different things. And it's already hard with how much I travel with balancing, you know, relationship and life. Right. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I think I'm going to take a crack at a 30 day challenge. Maybe I'll do it. What's, what is it? January. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll do it in February. I think I'll do it yeah. in February every day.
0: Yeah. you know what you could do is you can do it just with, I mean, obviously you do with a bigger camera and a big setup, but you could do it with your, your phone, phone, or with the you know, with a small point and shoot, or so, you know, something with decent audio, or whatever. But sure. um, yeah, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like it's just gonna fill content on your page.
1: Gotta show it, yeah. Yeah, I should. I might make a sec- Maybe I'll make a second channel of just daily vlogs.
0: We'll see. Make it your main one. Just do a different playlist. Fuck it. Fuck it. Why not? You're you're you, bro.
1: Let's run it. <laughs> you got to do two podcasts a week.
0: Ooh, okay. Starting in February. Let's-
1: February, you and I will, will, will go. Because right. it's going to take some planning to do all this.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to have to figure out what the fuck I'm doing.
1: Okay. I'll hold your accountable. <laughs> well, <laughs> you hey, and dude. I both, after February, you both come. Like, hey, I didn't <laughs> get any of that shit. We're <laughs> not doing that
0: ever again. <laughs> uh, dude, thank you. thank you so much. Um, I had a great time talking to you again. And, um, you know, I wish you the best of luck coming up. I, re- I really hope I get to talk to you. Um, more and more as your as your channel is growing as your popularity is growing I know you're a super humble dude and uh, you deserve everything that's coming your way so uh, I really do appreciate you taking your time uh, and talking with me
1: thanks for having me on
0: absolutely man anytime any anytime
1: see you tomorrow
0: yeah we'll see you tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) later bud have a good one Peace. thank you so much Ron I had a great time talking with you, brother. I really hope that uh, that you guys do well next year. I hope that you find a, uh, a European team to play for. I know you're looking for, because uh, they're doing, if you heard the podcast, you just heard the podcast, because you're obviously listening to this. But um, no more pro teams going over, just players and one per team or something. like. That. It's so nuts. It's, it's so crazy that it's not going to be the same. But um, it is what it is. It happens. It happens. But thank you all for listening, uh, and also a big thank you to our sponsors. Like I said, guys, BKI Paintball, if you're looking at some kind of program to help increase your game and your mental capacity to get better at paintball, look into BKIPaintball.com. They have all kinds of videos, instructional, um, along with walking the field, with the mental side, with field awareness, anything that you can think of, BKI Paintball. Will have it, and they are constantly uploading new content that you guys can see. Go ahead and join. Uh, let them know that you heard, you heard the, the little shindig from the Playing On podcast, and uh, and yeah, dude, the, he, Anthony runs a great program over there. Not only with BKI Paintball, but also also, also with the uh, the Paintball Combine with Team USA. He has all kinds of great programs going. Um, I tip my hat to him. It's uh, a great great thing uh, that's going on. So make sure you guys head over to pkipaintball.com and give it a check. Uh, Also, a big thank you goes to Melavio, a CBD company that has been changing the way I look at CBD and the way that I use it. Um, All kinds of topical solutions, uh, edible solutions. And uh, if you are looking for anything as far as uh, pain relieving, stress relieving, anxiety relieving, I really, really do. Uh, I kind of, I, I gotta say it. I, ba- I back CBD. I, I really trust it. You know, I'm not a big fan of, uh, of taking over the counter medicines or any, I, I try not to put too much crap in my body. Um, so anything that's natural, I usually try and go for, and, uh, and the CBD company, Melavio has really kind of, uh, kind of, me on the map as far as using cbd and uh, and i'm hoping to help them out with this i i have had multiple people use the salve and i've heard nothing but great things about it i highly suggest it but remember guys if you use uh guys and gals if you use the uh, promo code capital tpop you'll get 15 percent off your entire order so thank you to Melavio, and another big thank you goes to charm city paintball guys get your headbands while you can um and don't go for the cheap stuff. If you're going to spend some money on some headgear, make sure it looks cool, and also make sure it lasts. And this stuff lasts. I'm telling you. I have had, I have headbands hanging up on the wall behind me that I've worn multiple times. I have a uh, pack band that I wear all the time and I dig in the dirt and they last. They fade great. I love it when it has a nice fade to it. Um, I love it when it has a nice texture to it. I'm such a weirdo. But that's okay. And I don't mind. But, um, but Mike over at charm city does a great work uh, it is all about quality not quantity he wants to make sure all these headbands look amazing which they do he's they're all hand sewn um, but yeah he does a great job If you guys are looking for something custom charm city paintball is where you need to go so charm City paintball on head on head <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook and uh, and yeah I'm, I promise you will find something that you like so, thank you to all of our sponsors. Also, thank you to everybody out there who is listening and has been listening. I really do appreciate it. And, um, and yeah, make sure you guys also sign up. Uh, playingonpodcast.com is official. It is on there. You can find out all the information of uh, past podcasts, future podcasts, uh, a way you can contribute, uh, just like Patreon. But, uh, but, yeah, I appreciate all you guys listening. I really do. It's great. I'm hoping to have uh, more podcasts coming out here soon. And um, and we'll go from there now that the holiday season craziness is over. So, uh, so appreciate it, everybody. Thank you very much. Make sure not to text and drive. We like you alive. I made that one up, but it's probably already something. But, uh, yeah, make sure you listen to podcasts like this one. And we will see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace.